Hey, this is Jordan. And this is Justin. We're from the band Teenagers, and you're listening to Spinning Thoughts on Adobe Radio. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 142 of Spinning Thoughts. My God, I can't believe uh, we're at 142, and you keep listening, so thank you so much. And as always, I want to thank those who are staying up nice and late for the midnight premiere on Adobe Radio. Every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio, we premiere episodes. They drop on all platforms the following Monday. Episode 142, I am elated for these two dudes from this one band that is kicking ass, and they've got a lot of fun things coming down the pipeline. We're going to talk about it all. Everyone, say hello. I've got Jordan and Justin from Teenagers. Dudes, what's up? Oh, hello there. Hello. What's going on? Uh, you know, I'm hanging in Pittsburgh, and, and you guys are down south. I mean, how's uh, yeah. how's the weather treating you this summer so far? Oh, it's hot as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, I get somewhat of a relief, but yeah, it's it's rough. Here in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, Justin's up in Georgia. I'm down here in Florida, and uh, yeah, I, actually, I was just in the practice space, and uh, I'm, I'm was covered it on sweat. fire. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you have air conditioning in the practice space? We do. We have a, a unit, you know, so it'll cool it down a little bit, but. But uh, once we go for uh, you know a nice solid practice, we're getting to work out for sure. Now, Justin, did you leave Florida because, like, up north, everyone thinks that Florida is kind of crazy. You know what I mean? Did you leave Florida because <laughs> kinda, because of that? Kind of funny you mention that because I, I, I grew up up north. <laughs> where where up at up Philly. north? I grew up in the Greater Philadelphia area. Oh, okay. Uh, I was born born in Drexel Hill, then I moved uh, to Doylestown, and then back into Philly, and then. Orlando and then here. So, um, so what brought me here? Uh, you know, I, I didn't leave Florida because, you know, for the whole thing where, you know, you know people from up north, I guess the assumption is that they think Florida sucks. Uh, some, of Florida <laughs> do, some of Florida does suck. I'm not going to lie. But, um, and when I lived in Orlando the first two years, I, I thought it sucked. Uh, and then, I don't know, slowly, uh, you know, I kind of got a little bit more. Uh, acclimated to the community and, you know, met some punkers that accepted me into their tribe and started a band and started to, you know, kind of uh, understand Orlando and the fact that it accepted me uh, with those arms when it did. So. in Orlando for like over 30 years. Orlando is a very different city now than it was five years ago, 10 years ago, 15. It's, it's definitely in a good or a bad way. In a fantastic way. It's become way more local people take a lot more pride in what they do there's um just a, a little there's there are these little nooks of town that are really like independent and cool and um it's it's just become very very awesome like all the things that people love about like cool cities like austin and portland and anywhere like that it's just proof that you can build that stuff up in your own city you don't have to escape and go somewhere you can make your town that cool thing and I have a lot of pride in Orlando, and it's done so much in the last 10 years. And I know so many people that are working on really incredible things now, opening just some great beer bars and all kinds of stuff. And I, I got to say, uh, I love the city. I take a lot of pride in it, and I think um, it's just getting better and better and better. Awesome. Hey, Jordan's lived there the longest. So, I well, mean, you, he's got he's, the credibility. Yes. <laughs> All right, Jordan, I trust you. So I'm willing to, to you know, I've actually been to Orlando. I've been to Florida. Well, what you got to do, you got to come here and not go to like Disney and stuff. You got to come down to the real Orlando. What's the real Orlando? It's about 40 minutes from where everyone goes on vacation. Okay. If you go like to, to actually like you know, downtown Orlando, Winter Park, the Mills 50 area, the Milk District, there's all these like fun little spots that uh, have just incredible restaurants, like really cool place to hang out um it's just it's great all right guys so 
we are heading into, I mean, this is a big, big week for the band. And that's uh, probably one of the biggest reasons why we're talking here on Spinning Thoughts is to just kind of go down the line and and be excited about the things the band has going on. So on July the 13th, the band is set to release its next edition into the music collection with the full-length album titled When We Were. It's 11 tracks that hit you. Seriously, uh, the intro, I like the ease of the intro, but after that, it fucking hits you. It does not slow down until the end. And honestly, I've had to listen to it on repeat a couple times just to like really, really like get to know everything about the album. It's the week. Awesome. Of, yeah, it's the week of the release. How are you two feeling heading into it? Uh, well, I'm so excited for it to come out because it's been a, a process, uh, you know, putting it together. Um, this is the first time we've written from different states. So it was kind of an interesting thing. Like um, Justin would send uh, a riff over, he texted it over, email or something. And we would, uh, the, the other three of us would then go to the practice space uh, a few days later and we would play with the riff and, and kind of try to form a song out of it. So it was like a, a whole new world because before that we'd always, all, all four of us had been in the room together, um, kind of forming things. So we, we found this new system and it ended up being like really exciting and kind of like made all of us a lot more creative in, in different ways. And I do think this record is a, a bit of a departure from anything that we've done before. Um, it, it has, some of the vibes that that we've created over the past six years, but we definitely took it to a, a different level um, as far as like the the kind of songs we're writing, and um, I'm really excited about it. I'm so stoked for people to get to hear it. Uh, we're really happy with with how Andy Karpovic um, recorded it. We think it sounds awesome, and uh, I don't know all around like I couldn't be happier with this batch of songs and how they came out. Justin, weigh in. Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, Jordan and, and the band, and we, we all feel uh, very similarly about uh, musically uh, how we put this thing together. Uh, me writing the framework of the songs here in Atlanta, recording them on my phone and texting them or emailing them to the guys and then them kind of doing the arrangement part and then flying home for practice and having these boot camp practices to make this thing happen. Really a unique way to do it. Um, one of my overall feelings out, outside of the excitement and uh, jubilee that comes with, um, you know, completing uh, something like making a record, that, especially one that's so personal to all of us, is a, there's a little bit of fear because there's a lot of honesty in this record. Um, lyrically, I wasn't really trying to be very uh, poetic. Um, I feel like, uh, at least in that aspect of the record, I was really just being honest and uh, speaking more along the storyline and, and also and almost felt like I was documenting at the same time. Uh, the only thing that, you know, I guess is the tough part is everything that we were documenting or I was documenting lyrically, at least uh, really dark stuff. Uh, the content's very dark, which is different um, in a pretty big way for teenagers as far as what we're talking about. and. Uh, how we're delivering that message. It even, I think, resonates a little bit musically as well. I did notice that vibe uh, throughout the album. It's it's a it's a really cool experience, though, because like while the lyrics tell a story, the music assists you in feeling uh, maybe not the same way at all times that the lyrics might. You know what I mean? So it's an interesting... There's a dichotomy, for sure, yeah. between between what's being said and, and like the feeling. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of meets in the middle in certain places, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's weird. Like some of the songs are about a, a friend that killed himself and, and it's a really dark thing, but then you find yourself like tapping your toes and you're like, like, Ooh, this is, this one's kind of catchy. It's a catchy yeah. number. And, um, and it, it's, it's really interesting how, that can kind those things can kind of come together and form something that is like fun, but also healing and kind of introspective and sad and, and a little bit of everything. Another thing to touch on in that regard is also, you know, that friend, you know, happened to, I mean, to be, his name's Mark and guy was like a brother to me. We grew up one town over from each other in Pennsylvania, followed the same path down to Florida. Coincidentally, uh, he was in my wedding 
Um, we did vacations together, things like that. So that particular person was an extremely big part of my life and our lives. Uh, and uh, so one of the things outside of the therapeutic part of playing those songs that you just put your whole soul into, you know, is also those songs, at least for me, they make me think about him a lot, which is um, there's a lot of fantastic memories. But unfortunately, the most recent one is my most painful memory I think I've ever experienced. Um, so it's a really interesting thing that happens, at least to me, uh, when I'm when I'm when we're plugging away at these songs live. Um, it's a different feeling I've ever had playing music, where it's like I love it and I hate it at the same time, kind of thing. Um, but obviously, the love of physical love of playing music uh, outweighs every other emotion uh, at the time. It's just. I don't know. It's different than anything else um, that I've ever been a part of uh, musically. Hey, and my my condolences on the loss of your dear friend. And, you know, I I speak to artists all the time and I know that it can be very cathartic to, you know, put it out there like that and also very difficult. And, you know, we as the listener get to kind of experience that along with you. So and thank you for sharing it with us. Now, what I want to talk about is uh, you alluded a little bit about uh, Justin, you moving to Atlanta, you guys were like writing this album across state lines. What was the recording process like? I mean, th- there are bands that that accomplish, you know, long distance relationships, even within the recording aspect. So, I mean, were you guys sure. together during recording? Yeah, well, so here's what we, we kind of lucked out in that there's a recording studio that um, happened to open really close to my house. Um it's called the Audio Compound. Um, it's kind of hidden. Can't tell you exactly where it is. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's owned by uh, some of the guys from A Day to Remember and the guy that records uh, all their stuff and a lot of bands in that world. His name's Andrew Wade. Yeah. And wow. uh, a, a guy, a guy that rents one of the. It's, it has three studios in the studio, and one of the guys that uh, rents it out. His name's Andy Karpovic, and I was introduced to him like a year ago. I thought he was a cool dude. Um, and he recorded the, the Debt Neglector record. I don't know if you heard that, Atomic Land, but I was just like, this thing fucking rules. <laughs> like, he he doesn't traditionally record punk bands like in our world. He's into more of the, like, like uh, more produced punk bands and stuff, but he understands how to tone it back and do, like, a band that sounds like a live band in a room. He, yeah, yeah. He can he can do that. And um, And so we started talking to him, and as far as, like, when we were demoing and stuff, that was really interesting because Justin would send us a recording he did on his phone. And then in the practice space, <laughs> I always keep mics set up on, on every instrument. And so whenever like John, Nick and I would practice at the end of it, I would just record the whole two hour practice. I'd go home and I'd splice the 10 minutes that work together and email to everybody. So then yeah. Justin would hear what we did. And then he would give us notes and then we go back and forth. And then he'd come down every month or every other month and we'd, we'd learn it all together. And then what we ended up doing with Andy in the studio was we, um, we booked a couple different weekends. He basically let us do like, I think between October and January, I believe uh, we came in for three different weekends. Uh, so we actually tracked the whole thing and probably under six days, like five or six days over the course of three or four months. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. impressive because you're 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 housing 11 tracks in this. And, you know, uh, anytime I see a band go over that 10 uh, for a full length, I'm fucking stoked. You know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> but here's uh, here's something that I'm interested in knowing uh, when it comes to, like, the track number, I guess. Uh, why 11? I mean, was it an intentional number? Were there more? Like, what is the uh, process for the band to narrow it down to 11? Well, it we got been, up to it really should have been twelve. I think there, we and, recorded twelve, but we're we're saving one for later. Um, but we did in the process. We had almost twenty, twenty two or twenty three ideas, almost fully fleshed out, and we yeah. narrowed it down to the to the the twelve we wanted to record. And we could um, always revisit those, which is the fun part about that, like yeah. you know, uh, elimination process, if if you want to call it that. It, 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 <laughs> <laughs> you really because it's because you vote, you know. Yeah. A band is a a, demo, a family and a democracy. Do you guys so, actually vote? So. Yeah, I mean we we, we we keep things pretty pretty even. Like everyone gets a say, and 
if, if even if someone's really really strongly feeling one way if the other three guys are like i don't know man the person backs down like we are oh, nice. we're, very, we're, we're very much like a family um and it just works out we like are we have these really great communication skills it's like weird when you're in a band you and it's like in a relationship it's like a marriage and you learn how to interact with each other in ways that you don't normally interact with other human beings yeah <laughs> you sleep in weird places together you know and uh you you learn how to get close quick and you learn what pisses each, each other off quick and you you know sometimes and sometimes you, know, you do that on purpose. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you do it on purpose. Uh, you know, uh, we've had our fair share of, of bickering, but nothing ever um, that would break the bond because uh, it's really really special when you have it. Um, so, but yeah, this uh, this this process was was a boot camp, much like our fan practice was a boot camp process, and uh, we somehow managed to do it in a matter of six days. Um, and I think the reason why, or one of the reasons why we got it done so efficiently, I guess, because that is because of the way we practice, because mm-hmm. when I come into town, I mean, I guess we should talk about when we practice, you know, I work a full day from like seven in the morning to whatever, 6 PM. And then I'm on a flight and then I land at like 10 30 PM typically. And I'm like, I'm like shaking on the plane because I want to play so bad. And John picks me up, takes me right to practice. You, and then That's you go it. and practice? Right away. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. <laughs> is, I mean, is this like a, a goddamn weeknight and you're going back and do, the, doing the grind again? It's like a Friday, no, and then we'll Friday Saturday after that. Man, pretty much our, our you process, are a motivated yeah. individual. I'll tell you, after that long-ass day, I wouldn't. I mean, as much as I love music, I'd want to be, like, getting stoned or getting a drink or something like that and then just chilling. I'm not you know? saying we're not doing that. <laughs> I mean, time. we know how to have a good time, man. <laughs> but, uh, you know, at the same time, then we're back at 10 o'clock in the morning because I want to get it going early. Um, I want to play everything instrumentally a couple of times before the pipes warm up, and then I warm, warm up a little bit in the car. Let me get back in it and hit it hard again. Um, and you know, maybe go over the set four or five, six times if we have to, uh, because we don't, um, have what, what we used to have as far as, you know, that regularity of like, just making it natural music chemistry, no matter what, where, you know, we used to like not practice for a month and then go play a show and it was like riding a bike. Whereas now, you know, we really, really, you know, cherish that you know, block of time we have to like just fine tune everything. So absolutely, yeah. No, hey, it's it weird ma- it being uh, it's weird being the uh, you know, the modern adult punk band, which is I guess it's it's pretty common all of a sudden, you know, in the last few years. But I know, it really. Cool. I was just totally. about to say that it's kind of like trendy right now. But the vibe that I get from your band is is that that I mean, you guys were doing this well before all this, you know. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. The reason that like people are doing this is because they're passionate about it. They love it. It gives them a reason to like to get up in the morning. You know, like yeah. we all have we all have full time jobs. We all have families, wives, dogs, and uh, it's awesome. You know, like being a, a regular adult. Dogs. But I but I could like never give this up. It is my favorite thing. It is like it's like. You know, I, I'm so happy that I found a, a bunch of people that feel the same way and we can be in our mid 30s and, and still do this and devote our, you know, our spare time to it and make it a uh, a very, very time consuming hobby. But it's a very rewarding <laughs> one, you know, a it's, very it's, expensive it's one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the most expensive and time-consuming and just energy draining passions you could find. But you know what? It's fucking amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So great. Nothing beats it. You get to meet the coolest people. You get to like, we've gotten to tour uh, Europe a couple times. We get to end up in places we would never go if we weren't doing this. And, uh, you know, it's like traveling where you're doing this versus like traveling on vacation is so different because you don't just like go see the sites and like you go to Italy and you see like the cathedral or whatever. No, you, you might do that. But what you do is you go to someone's house and you get to see what it's like to, to like live in their shoes for a day. Yeah. You really get to see like, the like, culture. Yeah. 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 That, that, the most fun, uh, the most fun for me is, is, is talking to everybody um, when we travel. Um, obviously in, in, you know, staying in other living quarters and, and, and seeing how, 
people, uh, you know, our fellow punkers across the pond uh, like to live. But also, I want to know what's going on in their scene. You know, I want to know what they're listening to. I want to know what's going on in their government. I want to know where the best cuisine is, obviously, Uh, what the best. That is important. uh, (laughs) Where I get the best pilsner. Um, (laughs) Even more important. Yeah, yes. You know, and the way that uh, I watched us all em- embrace those precious moments time and time again, uh, whether it's up and down the East Coast or overseas, you know, we don't take it for granted. You know, we know that we have to work real fucking hard to do our best to write the best possible music we can to get to do any of that. And that's why, you know, one of the reasons why we take it so fucking seriously, you know, so. Well, this album, uh, it, it's been a pleasure to be listening. I listen to it so much, obviously, because I'm having you guys on the show. So it's been honestly one of the only things I've been listening to the last couple days. Uh, cool. But even prior to that crunch time listening uh, effort, it's it's been a joy to listen to. And I'm going to continue to listen to it after uh, oh, it so drops. Cool. Yeah, and, and, and I encourage everyone out there uh, to check Damn. this out. It's it's dropping on July the 13th, which is Friday the 13th, which means mm-hmm. that, you know, mm-hmm. what better way to celebrate than some fucking awesome <laughs> punk record on Friday the 13th. Highly encourage it when we were this Friday. Now, uh, I'm really stoked, guys, because we're going to be jamming a song here on Spinning Thoughts uh, that I think is probably going to be played for one of the very first times. It's overreacting right now. This this is uh, like the last single off of the album heading into the release. Yeah, I mean, it's actually not technically a single, but um, you're going to make it one right now. You know what? Yeah. I'll, I'll marry it. You know, I'll make that. <laughs> I'll put a ring on it so it's not single anymore. Guys, what do you think about that awesome yeah, dad yeah, joke? No, I like this is, uh, on it. <laughs> it's, it's track two, but it's technically the first song on the record because the first song's kind of just like an introduction, usually in there. And uh, this one is, is fun. It's a powerhouse. It's uh, It's got a really odd structure to it. Um, I, I just remember when we were in the studio and, and hearing Justin sing uh, the vocal line for the first time, I was like, like Nick and I were singing together. And we like, like looked at each other like, Holy shit. This is like, we thought this would be like, like a track eight or nine on the record. We didn't think it was going to be like the thing that opened the record. <laughs> I remember you said that in practice too, uh, a bunch of times. And I didn't just say it because I'm not like, as far as how that shit's lined up, it doesn't matter to me. Cause I, I Jordan's going to do it right. So I'm like, yeah, okay, track eight. Well, we still need more than eight fucking songs. So <laughs> yeah, but he, as soon as I heard the vocal, I'm like, oh, this is how a record should start. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think Nick said it first. I shouldn't take the credit from him. Uh, yes, you should. But but, <laughs> but uh, I'm really <laughs> glad that uh, this song ended up the way it did. It's uh, It's a cool one. You should play it. You know what, Jordan? I think that's a phenomenal idea. I will play it. Everyone, this is overreacting off when we were from teenagers enjoy
So you just finished listening to Overreacting off the upcoming album When We Were From Teenagers. Uh, <laughs> what the hell is that? I, I, I hope that's how you felt from hearing the song. <laughs> I thought you were doing your Ariel Monsters impression again. <laughs> well, you know, for the to bring the listener up to speed here, you know, Jordan was just telling us how he's in his car for this interview, you know, and uh, I thought it was actually like a car screeching on its brakes or something like that. I thought I was concerned for you. I'm parked. It's safe. Don't worry. Bro, let me tell you something. Up here in Pittsburgh, there are many people that hit parked cars. I'm sure it happens down by you as well. Well, <coughs> all right. So now that we know that Jordan's okay, my heart skipped a beat there. Uh, <laughs> here's uh, overreacting. We just jammed it. Uh, you have a couple songs that are out there right now. So I mean, if anyone's like super itchy to, to like hear more music, I mean, technically speaking, when you're listening to this, you have one more day. So you know, have some patience. But if you don't, there's I think three other songs up right now. Uh, let's look at them real quick. I'm just going to announce them. Yeah, there's uh, three. They're on Spotify and Apple Music and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, Jarbreaker, Self-Abuse, Never Let Me Down. Uh, I actually, yeah. my favorite song, by the way, I, I just want to throw this out there and see what you guys thought. Never Say It. I'm, I'm saying that's my fave. Oh, shit. Rats. You know what's wow. cool about that song, man? Tell me. Justin's dad was hanging out in the studio while we were recording it, and he sings the harmonies at the end of it. Really? Yeah. 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 So that's, that's where awesome. you got the chops then. <laughs> yeah, my dad. Uh, my dad taught me. You know, I can say outside. Of, you know, my dad doesn't play guitar. I play guitar, um, but uh, I started on the drums. My dad's a drummer. He's a badass drummer. He's a badass vocalist. And I started gigging with him when I was like a kid. You know, when I was like six, seven years old, um, I was lugging around his drums to gigs every weekend because that's what what he was doing for work outside of his full time job, playing weddings and all that stuff. You know, and just. You know, outside of the rock gods that everybody worships, you know, and, and uh, the grunge and punk gods, you know, the guys that I was looking up to were my dad's friends. Hell yeah. They were all professional, ridiculous working musicians. And most of those guys, that's all they did. And, uh, you know, watching that all the time, sitting in at a young age, you know, having my dad put me on a drum set and go, all right, play Brown Eyed Girl. I'm going to go eat. <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, okay, and I sit down, and I'm, you know, my dad's a left-handed drummer. I'm a left-handed drummer. He had a right-handed guitar player, so I already look weird because everybody's used to look looking at a right-handed drummer back there. Yeah. But um, so anyway, yeah, unique way to 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 learn the music thing. All right, Harry's so- going to be with us at our album release shows this weekend because we just found a, an old, probably '80s headshot of him and duct taped it to the <laughs> bass drum. Oh, yes, the Perry Goldman Orchestra. Everyone will know. Oh, my. I I am going to be keeping an eye out for a photo of that. Uh, That's (laughs) definitely something to look forward to. So uh, we just kind of almost touched on it. The band is gearing up to celebrate the release of When We Were uh, with not just one release show, because fuck that, right? Uh, But it looks to be multiple release shows coming up this weekend. Uh, And God, if I was in Florida, you know I'd be there. Bring me up to speed on uh, what's going on here this weekend to celebrate this awesome release. Yeah, well, we're hitting some of our our favorite Florida cities. We're going to be in Gainesville, Florida on Thursday night, which is, um, if you're listening to this on the radio, we're probably playing right now in Gainesville. (laughs) Uh, Go and find them. Friday in Tampa, (laughs) and then Saturday is our hometown release show in Orlando, Florida. At, uh, at Will's Pub, and we have the, the best lineup. It's uh, uh, Debt Neglector, who we talked about a few minutes ago. Uh, this cool band from Atlanta called Mighty is playing it. Um, just at the Tampa show, um, some of our friends in uh, Wolfface have a At The Drive-In cover band called At The drive Through that's playing. <laughs> and the thing that all of us are most excited about is... Uh, oh, my God. There's this dude, his name's Travis Adams. He used to be in a band called My Hotelier, and uh, then he had a band called Inkwell. And uh, he moved to Seattle a couple of years ago and he's kind of stopped playing music out so much. And uh, when I hit him up and I was like, hey, man, we're, we're playing these release shows. A bunch of plane ticket. Would you, would you come down? And he was like, yes, I would love to. Let's do it. And he put together an all star band of like all of my favorite dudes from local bands from what from like the late 90s early 2000s like when i was like in middle school and early high school going to shows it was like all the dudes that were in those bands <laughs> he recruited 
to be in this like basically it's an inkwell reunion and they're gonna play all three shows with us wow and uh and i'm so excited about it it's gonna be so cool you, are they planning on capturing audio or video from this to 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 put out there on the the media networks i'm kind of a dork about that and i try to bring like a little stereo mic to, to most local shows i go to and record it so i will be getting as much footage and audio as I can, and I'd be happy to share it with the world. Hell yeah. You should. You absolutely should. Now, <laughs> what is the plan for Teenager Set? Uh, I always find it an interesting uh, situation to be in when there's new music out. You know, now you got to balance your previous sets, and maybe you're the kind of band that always change up your sets. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, what is the game plan for these, at least these release shows? You're going to be playing this, uh, this album um... in its entirety? We're going to be those guys and play mostly the new record. Uh, we're playing three, only three older songs. We're, we're playing mostly the new record. And those songs aren't even that old, except for one. Yeah. I think that's for, the way it know, should be. For, for, for six years, we've kind of been, we, we've only had one full length. We put out a full length, I think, in 2012. Mm-hmm. I think that it was, uh, we recorded that with Roger Lima from Less Than Jake, who... Um, we're, we've all kind of been obsessed with as yeah, adolescents and, and, and adults. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and since then we've put out like an EP or single every year. We've somehow fortunately been able to put something out every year. Uh, but this is the first full length we've done since then. And so, you know, for the last six years, we've, we've really been rehashing, uh, kind of a Roger thing, uh, the same songs <laughs> over and over. So it's so, so exciting for us to really have this this whole new uh set to, to play so we're really excited about it i hope other people are i hope that you know i hope we're not making people upset by not playing some of the older stuff but i think a lot of the people that like our music have seen us a bunch and maybe they're sick of it anyway and this will be refreshing <laughs> i'm a big proponent of bands pushing the new music i know that you know people get stuck in some of the gems from the past but uh, I always like to encourage everybody to always keep an open mind and embrace the new. And because before you know it, you're going to be fucking humming the shit and singing the shit out of these songs. And then you could be pissed in a couple of years whenever a new album comes out and you have to learn new ones, right? I hope so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. All right. So does the band have any kind of pre-show rituals or does like anyone in the band in particular have anything that, that you guys have gotten into, like just a habit of doing before playing a show? I'm not a creature of habit myself, so no. I don't. What about you, Justin? I am. Well, okay. Mine sucks. So I got a vocal warm-up that I do. Um, I typically don't drink. I drink a ton of water. Uh, and then I always have a Hall's Triple uh, X soothing cough drop. Waiting <laughs> to pop. Twenty. I, I only like those uh, about 20 minutes before we play. And uh, I also try not to talk to a lot of people um, about an hour before we play either. Just maybe I'm saving a little bit of voice or maybe I'm clearing my head. I kind of just walk around, you know, try and keep myself busy. So, Is there a song or maybe two songs or I, I don't know that you guys are just really looking forward to jamming live uh, this weekend uh, to, again, just support and celebrate this new album? Are there any songs that you're you're just really fucking pumped? Uh, that yeah. song that you just played overreacting is like such a ball to play. It's, it's, uh, yeah, that so that fun. one is a great one. Um, uh, we fly uh, mm-hmm. is probably my favorite song to play. It's it's a little bit more of a, it's got a little bit of a heart. Well, it was inspired by you know a lot of post hardcore bands that I listen to. Uh, you know, and uh, it's just a bouncy song, a lot of fun, really fun chorus, easy to sing. Easy to jump around too. So that's a good one. These album release shows, they're going to be epic. There's three of them. If you're in Florida, get your asses out to one, two, or all three of them and be as awesome as the band Teenagers. We have premiere episodes every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available the following Monday on all platforms. Subscribe for free and tell a friend. I'm also trying to get some reviews and some five-star ratings. I mean, if you want to give me four or three or two or one, go for it. But I prefer the five. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com, and we're on Twitter at Spin Thoughts. We're here with Jordan and Justin from Teenagers. We've been talking about a lot, and from what I understand... 
Uh, there's just all kinds of stuff, just all kinds of stuff going on with the band. We've talked about uh, the album. We've talked about the release shows, three of them as a fucking badass. And then uh, I'm also seeing something coming down a little bit later in uh, like the fall. Uh, that the band was invited to play The Fest in Gainesville, Florida. It runs from October the 26th through the 28th. I've never been to it. And oh, I'm my not, God. What are you doing? I know. I know. Listen, you have to go. I'm going to make it worse for you. Not only have I never been to one, I'm not super familiar with it, to be honest with you. Can you bring oh me? I know. Can you bring me yes. up to speed? It, it's my favorite music festival ever. This will be my 12th year in a row attending. Actually, I missed one. Uh, 11 out of 12 years I've gone. Uh, it is like the ultimate like punk rock festival. Like literally the city of Gainesville gets taken over. Um, I think some something like 300 bands play across like 12 venues. Uh, and it's like a real community thing. It's not gigantic. Like I, like I think at most they sell like maybe four or 5,000 tickets because all these venues are like normal size. There's like one big out, outdoor stage. Yeah. Most of the venues hold like three or 400 people. But at any given time, there are eight bands playing. And out of those eight, four are probably really good. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's it's pretty insane. We have been so fortunate to have played the festival every year we've been a band. Oh, um, oh so you've played it before. Yeah, this will be our sixth year playing it, I think. Um, and, and this is the uh, 17th iteration of it, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, like Justin's old band and Nick's old band uh, and, and Kyle, our former drummer's former band, or uh, his old band, I think he's still in it, protagonist. That's still a thing. Um, they they were always playing it years before. Uh, and so they I think they were playing it the year that Teenagers first became a band. Those bands were still together. And we got word that some band dropped like two days before. And they were like, yeah, those Teenagers want to play. I know you guys are going to be here anyway. So we, we'd only been a band for a couple months. And, and we got to play fast. And luckily, we've been invited back every year since. And it's always a freaking ball, man. You got to go. It's so great. Dude, it sounds like an amazing, an amazing time, and uh, I'm just going to have to look at my calendar whenever we're done talking and seeing what the fuck I'm doing on October the 26th yeah. through the 28th. Uh, it really, it sounds amazing. And while we're on this topic of uh, like music festivals, I, I do very quickly, I'm, cu- I'm actually really curious about uh, maybe mm-hmm. your guys' opinion on this. Uh, it is the final full country run of Warp Tour, and so mm-hmm. th- this entire summer, we're talking to every guest uh, on the show a little bit about Warp Tour, but here's how I here's what I want to know from you guys. Warp Tour, uh, in recent years, maybe throughout every year, I mean, there's always people who complain about the lineup. Uh, you know, it's changed dramatically from what it was in the beginning. It, it truly was, you know, at the start, a punk fest. Uh, it's it's uh, diversified since then. What are your guys' thoughts on Warp Tour? On its final full country ride, I don't think Warp Tour is done. I think we're going to see the branding all over the place in other capacities. They're, they're going to be doing they're going to be doing like five and six dates a summer from now on. But this is the last like cross country, right? Like everyday run. What do you guys so think like, about that? Are I you think sad? kind of the future of this kind of thing. Like self help is doing it. Warp Tour is doing it. Um, Punk and Drublick is doing it. Yeah, it makes it financially. It makes so much sense for these guys to just do. Let's just do like three shows this weekend and take a week off and do three shows this weekend and just do fly outs and have third as many bands, you know, it makes sense for them. Warp tour was very important to me when I was a kid. Like I went to my first one when I was in middle school in 1998. I remember my dad picked me up from school and took me and I, I walked in the gate and right as I got into Aquabats were on stage. Oh yeah. I saw the boss tones and I saw C Ferris and no effects and rancid. And, uh, you know, for, for a few years like like that was such a crazy incredible like thing and then it you know i grew out of it because because not because maybe i didn't grow out of it it changed because warped tour was smart kevin lyman is smart he kept going with the the trends he kept bringing on the bands the kids liked and kept the kids coming and that's how he was able to maintain that thing for 23 years yeah so i can't say i like what it became per se but i can say that they did a successful thing. Like obviously anyone who likes punk rock probably started hating it around 2002 or three or something like that. Um, But what's really cool is they're rounding it out. The last three shows of the, the official last three shows ever of Warped Tour are in Florida. 
and they've got less than Jake on it. They've yep. got Nissan Glory on it. They've got um, the Interrupters on it, who aren't an old school band, but are, I love have that old school vibe. And they their rule. new album but, just dropped, and it's fucking badass. So I love it. it. But the fact that less than Jake is closing it out, not only in Florida, but they have been playing Warped Tour since '96 or '97. Oh I think yeah, that's a really cool thing. Yeah. Um, and they've played more dates than anybody. They play like over 400 Warped Tour shows. Yeah, yeah. I think they they oh, hold wow. the record. They hold the record, yeah. and they will go down uh, with that record. So, uh, all right. So Warp Tour, you know, I think that it's I think it's just sad to see um, just such a monumental, uh, epic kind of thing in the music community kind of change gears. I don't want to say come to an end, but just mm-hmm. kind of change gears. So uh, you can see the writing on the wall. Uh, you see it in other capacities throughout music with, uh, you know, Spotify and Apple Music and digital media. So, you know, it's just another piece of nostalgia that's uh, kind of going away, I guess, right? Well, you, th- those guys were so hands-on with it. Like Kevin Lyman, you can go to any Warped Tour date and you will see him five times because he's checking out the ticket booth. He's yeah. doing this. He's doing that. This dude does not need to be doing that. Yeah. He's a millionaire. <laughs> he has a, a thousand employees. And he's like he do, he's like teaching school now, and like college he, classes. That's awesome. Yeah. But, but he also knows that if he wasn't doing it, it wouldn't be right. Yeah, you're right. And so I think that's kind of a reason why like, he's probably at the point where he's like, I'm good. I don't need to do this anymore. <laughs> and I don't want someone else to to really ruin it so i i kind of like that that he ha- always had control and that he's the one who's deciding to take it down too i i think i i, sh- I can't say i know that for a fact but that's what i assume is happening now, gentlemen, uh, we are winding down to the end of episode 142, and I've, I've honestly, I've had a great time. I'm so stoked that we've got to have this conversation. And, uh, this has I, been lovely. It's been very lovely, and I encourage everyone to get their hands on uh, When We Were. It's dropping July the 13th, and again, it's just, it's phenomenal. It's on vinyl. It's digital. It's, I'm, I'm assuming, CD. If you're a, a vinyl dork like I am, I highly recommend it because uh, we put so much time into making sure the packaging was like really nice. It's a gatefold. Um, all three variants, the color variants are so pretty sweet one. picture of my old awesome. backyard and pool yeah. and Glenn. It <laughs> is, <laughs> it is a gorgeous album and I do have my hands on it right this very what? second as we're speaking. Yes, I know. Ow, I fuck, ow. Man, you guys, you don't want to mess with me. You don't want to mess with me. Uh, <laughs> this album, it's gorgeous. Like I'm talking like to hold it, to look at it. I'm an, everyone who listens to spinning thoughts at least once or twice knows that I'm a big vinyl junkie. If you are too, get your hands on it. July the 13th, the, the vinyl's gorgeous. And, uh, I got like the light blue, like the seafoam green, I guess, color. It's almost like, oh, the, cool. it's almost like the color of the, uh, of the, uh, actual like, uh, album art and everything. So, yeah. So that one's, that one's like a, uh, a transparent green kind of. Yes. And the, the split variant is uh, half that and half a translucent black. So it's like oh. really weird because half of it is like, you can see through and that's yeah, it's real cool. Well, what the fuck, <laughs> smart punk? Why didn't you give me that one? This is bullshit. I'm just kidding I'm just kidding Alright guys so what I want to do to end this episode uh, Is I created uh, Well we'll say I created it If you liked it if, if you don't like this Then I'll say somebody else on my team created it uh, There's this new segment We're going to do with you two today For the very first time are you ready Oh boy you, with, Wait you two With you yes <laughs> <laughs> I have some questions about war for him. I could see. I could see where that's misleading. I would like to know if Justin and Jordan would like to be a part of a brand new segment on Spinning Thoughts. It's called What the Punk. Are you guys ready? Let's break it in. All right. Here's what it is. Uh, I got this inspiration, seriously, like right before we started to talk. I was looking on your Twitter, your bio says that the band is essentially three kinds of punk. Fun punk, sad punk, angry punk. Right now, what we're going to do, rapid fire, because we're running shortish on time, is I'm going to name a bunch of bands. I just Googled punk bands, okay? (laughs) So there's, you know, there could be some, you know, maybe not punk bands in here because Google doesn't know. Uh, I'm going to list off these bands. I want you to tell me what kind of punk you think they are. Fun, sad, or angry, okay? Okay. This is What the Punk with Justin and Jordan from Teenagers. First up, an easy one, the Ramones. Fun. Fun. 
All right, we're going with fun. Uh, Green Day. Fun. Fun. With a little angry <laughs> and a little sad. <laughs> Blink-182. So much fun. Fun. Too much fun. The Offspring. Um, I think. It's fun. I mean, I don't know. I kind of think they suck. <laughs> I wish you asked me that when I was Sorry. 14. Well, you know what? If I could rewind time, Jordan, I would do that for you, but I certainly cannot. Uh, a big uh, band uh, that's inspired me, uh, they're from the Pittsburgh area, Anti-Flag. Oh, totally fun. That's angry. That's angry. angry. Fun for me to listen to you because I'm so fucking angry. Sorry. There we go. I'll tell you. Did you guys listen to American Fall uh, uh, dropped late 2017? Were you guys a fan? It was great. I thought Very, it was phenomenal. Like, it caught me off guard how, how good it is. It's like... Uh, that one came up on, like, I'm a Spotify guy. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. I'm playing, like, all the freaking time. And it started just coming up randomly. And I'm like, what is this? That's a new anti-flag song? Yeah. And then, like, a couple days later, another one would come on and be like, what is that? What? This is great. Yeah. Uh, and it's, you know, I've, been, I've been listening to it a bunch. It's awesome. Yeah, good album. All right, so continuing on here with What the Punk, Rancid. Uh, it's, it's all of it, man. There's yeah, really depressing that's... songs that are fun songs. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. It's kind of I'm a punk thing. That. It's kind of a it's kind of a hodgepodge of all those in there. Yes. We're we're gonna keep go going, going. we're gonna go super old school. Maybe uh, one okay. of the grandfathers here of punk, the Stooges. Yeah. The Stooges were, were pretty angry and just yeah. weird. Is there weird punk? Can we have that? <laughs> well, you didn't. That's list... another fun angry one for me for 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 sure. Are you are you gonna <laughs> add weird punk to the Twitter bio, or have you hit all the characters? I think we should just change it to just weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, bad religion. Angry. Bad religion's angry. Social D. They've got a message. Angry. Social D. Angry. All ever. Pennywise. That wasn't my thing. Jordan, take it away. Yep. I'm not a Pennywise guy. Okay. I can't comment. <laughs> That's all right. No comment. And then the last two, since uh, the band has some affiliation uh, with the the these last two, I'm curious. Less yeah. than Jake. The most oh, fun. Fun. Yeah. Fun the most fun. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some sad and angry songs, but they sound so fun. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, I love Less Than Jake, and uh, and then the last band, th their album last year after the party. Uh, was my second favorite album of the entire year, The Menzingers. Yeah. What kind of punk are they? So sad. Well, so fun. Um, yeah, sad fun. Amazing, amazing songwriters. Seriously. Amazing, amazing Incredible, beings. incredible. I had Tom May on. It's been one of my favorite uh, conversations <laughs> I've ever had. Oh, he's, Tommy boy. <laughs> he's, he's a great conversationalist. He, uh, oh, yeah. He's a really interesting dude who has so much knowledge on so many different things. Yep, I love that dude. We 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 talk regularly. Actually, we're both we're both really into cameras and stuff, so we're constantly talking about that uh, on top of the music thing. I work for a camera company, so tell Tom easy. I want to say hello to him again on Spinning Thoughts if he's ever down. Yeah, sure, man. Well, I'll, I'll drop him a line. I'll probably he's coming back from Mexico soon. I'll talk to him. There we go. Oh, he's in Mexico. My man, living yeah, that I think dream. He's on vacay right now, man. Living you that know, dream. Having, having those mojitos. There we go. <laughs> Are mojitos like Mexican? But, uh, I'm pretty sure they're Cuban. I fucked up. <laughs> yeah, margaritas. I think that would have been the thing, right? <laughs> you know what, though? Fuck it. He very well could be having a mojito, and it sounds damn good. Maybe I'll have one. Uh, also, uh, Justin Jordan, I've I've loved the conversation. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to add or say before we go? Wow, you really put us on the spot here. Well, Jesus, I mean, this is, a, you know, <laughs> fuck, I've been controlling the whole conversation here. I'm giving you the mic. <laughs> I guess I'll say, would say, I think you said it all. Wow. I mean, my, my, my thing is, I really, uh, I really hope, you know, that this record gets into the ears of people willing to listen. Uh, in my opinion, the record is uh, a welcome. Welcome to our world. Come join us. We want to talk to you. We want to play for you. These are our stories. And, you know, I'm just super excited for, for them to get out there uh, and, you know, maybe get, get some reactions. But, you know, at the same time, it's just we're ready to play for, for everybody. 
you know, so let's get together and do it. Let's get together and do it. Jordan and Justin, thank you so much for being here for episode 142 of Spinning Thoughts. Their album, When We Were, drops July the 13th via Smart Punk Records. Go out, get it, it fucking rocks. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Spin Thoughts. We have a website. It's thespinningthoughts.com. All kinds of stuff. Music-related awesomeness over there, thespinningthoughts.com. And we have premiere episodes every single Thursday, midnight Eastern, on Adobe Radio. The episodes become available for free on all platforms the following Monday. Subscribe, leave a review, and give us five stars. I'm going to be covering Warp Tour in Pittsburgh July the 16th. If you're going to be there, come and see me, find me, tweet at me, and let's have a great time. It's the last time we're going to see the full country run. Until next time, everybody, make sure that you share music and spread love. Take me down